VBS might look different this year, and that's okay. There are four ways you can still do VBS this summer. Visit lifeway.com slash four ways to download your free ebook. No matter which option you choose, we're here to help. Listeners, welcome to another special episode of the Lifeway Kids Kids Ministry 101 Quarantine Podcast Series. We have been talking about all kinds of different things that are unique and special to being isolated and how we can pull off ministry in these different settings. Of course, one of the things that's on everyone's mind right now is VBS. And our question is not if you'll do VBS, it's really a question of how will we do VBS. We know that ministry is too important to ignore. It's too important to cancel. We can't afford to delay. We can't afford to, well, we, we may be able to delay a little bit, but we can't afford to, uh, to not do VBS. We have to get creative and figure out how we can get the gospel to kids where they are. And so in this series, you will find that we've already discussed, if you haven't listened to it, go back to the archives and find the episode, where we've talked about four ways to do VBS, where our team has identified four different ways that you can do VBS regardless of uh, the, the COVID crisis, uh, whether you are able to meet together or if you gather in neighborhoods or if you gather in some other ways. And so today we are here to talk about what you might do, what it might look like to run a VBS for people who are at home, if we can't gather, if where you are, you are not able to gather, how will you pull that off? What might that look like? And so I'm joined today by two wonderful friends and great VBS minds, Rhonda Van Cleave, who's the publishing team leader for Lifeway Kids, or Lifeway VBS. Hi, Rhonda. Hi, Jeff. Glad to be here. Good to have you. And we are joined by Melita Thomas, our VBS specialist. Hey, Melita. Hey, Jack. How are you two? What's happening in your own little worlds that you're stuck in? Well, we're learning how to do church virtually since we can't come to the church together. So it's been a huge learning curve, but it's been kind of fun. We've discovered things we didn't know we could do. (laughs) And Rhonda, you're a little bit um, in a rural area. Is that right? Yes. Yes, we are rural and small church, but it's been kind of fun to figure out ways to stay connected in a world where you have to be careful about connecting. And Melina, you're not exactly urban, but you're a little bit more in the in a, a more populous area in the state. So, how is it? What is church looking like for you? Oh well, I mean, we're smack dab, dab downtown Nashville, so I would say we are urban uh, for sure. Well, your church for sure. Your church, yes, yes. yes. And our uh, so we have transitioned to live streaming, which we were doing already before this, but now that's our only method. And so we've had to, you know, cut back who's on the platform and everybody is at least six feet apart. And so it feels a little thinner than it would on a typical Sunday morning, you know, know, fewer instruments and and fewer vocalists. And uh, our pastor's done a great job of learning how to preach to the camera instead of to an empty room. And so he's doing a great job helping us feel connected. Um, We have a a children's feature that's a part of every single service so that our our kids, uh, that was strategic on the part of my pastor as he wanted Mm -hmm. to make sure that there was something for children every time we gathered, even if it's virtually. And so that that might have been, you know, once a month 
or a couple of times a quarter ordinarily, and it's every single week now. So I've been really proud of the way he has let out to make sure everyone feels like they're connected and feels like it's their church. So technology is already a part of what you have been doing at your church or what your church has been doing. Rhonda, your, your husband is the pastor at your church, and now you've become the videographer. Is that right? I know. It, those pastor-wife duties have really changed a lot in the last six weeks or so. so. Well, it used to be you had to play the piano or the organ, right? Now you have to be able to run a camera. That, right. And I'm learning how to edit video and add in all kinds of things. So, you know, I, I just really, my resume has expanded quite a bit. <laughs> and you should, you should see it. She's, she's doing a great job. Her videography <laughs> skills are top-notch. Outstanding. I, I would expect nothing less. <laughs> nothing less. Well, listen, we are nothing if not resilient, right? Especially as kids ministry leaders uh, and volunteers in our own churches. Uh, but it, particularly when it comes to VBS, VBS people are some of the most creative people in the church, whether it's decorating or figuring out how to stretch a dime or how to reach a community. VBS leaders are super creative people. And so, but we're in this season now where, uh, where it's time to, for us to leverage that creativity in some new ways. We have passed the Easter mark right now. As we record this, Easter was last Sunday, and we are turning our minds away from the hypothetical of, well, what might VBS be like to a time when we need to make a decision? What will VBS be like? And so as we talk about the different ways um, that churches might do VBS, first of all, um, we referenced, or I referenced earlier, the four ways uh, to do VBS. We put up a, a webpage, listeners, that you definitely want to check out. It's lifeway.com, lifeway.com slash four ways, number four, W-A-Y-S. Lifeway.com slash four ways is where we outline the four ways, and you'll find a free ebook that you can download uh, that this team has put together and that unpacks each of the four ways uh, whether it's gathering together at your church in large or small groups, different ways in your neighborhoods, or as we're going to be talking about today, coming up with creative ways to, to serve up VBS in the home. So if we're not able to gather, or if your preference is to deliver VBS in a way that's either virtual, however, we don't want to confuse virtual and home with, as being the same thing. So let's, let's start there. Melita, what's, uh, when people think of doing VBS at home, our first thought is, oh, a virtual VBS. How is it that, the, that uh, a virtual VBS is a home VBS, but a home VBS is not necessarily a virtual VBS? <laughs> it's true. Well, we know that uh, technology and our comfort level with technology is, uh, there's a wide range. Uh, and so we, we have a lot of churches who are poised and ready to embrace all that technology has to offer. And for them, uh, delivering VBS in a virtual context is going to be no big deal. They're not going to need a whole lot of hand-holding. They're not going to need a whole lot of help from us. They're just going to take the idea and run with it. And then there are other churches who have some kind of mid-range capabilities or who've gotten a lot of practice over the last several weeks with streaming live to Facebook or, or posting things on their website. And so the virtual component of a VBS could look a whole lot like what we've just done over the last few weeks. And then there are churches for whom technology really is not an option. Uh, internet speeds aren't uh, up to par for streaming, or we simply don't have, uh, maybe we've got the capacity to put it out there, but our congregation, our community doesn't have the capacity to receive it. And so we need to expand beyond just a, we're going to check this box that we threw stuff out there 
but we need to make sure that it matches where we're able to get it into the home effectively and empower the people who are in the home to use the resources as well. So it's not just about getting the message out there, but helping fill in the gaps and connect the dots so that it works well to accomplish our, our goal, which is sharing the gospel with boys and girls and with their families. Well, we're going to talk about both of those. We'll talk a bit about the virtual aspects, and then we'll talk about some non-virtual things. And so, Melina, let's start with you, and let's talk about if virtual is the answer. Or as we talk about virtual, maybe what that really means is something that is technology-driven uh, or technology-enhanced. What kind of tools are available? What recommendations do we have for churches who do have access to uh, streaming or to a web page or a strong internet connection, and they want to do that, what components are uh, ideally served up that way? And what might a program look like that uses some sort of media? Sure. Well, ideally, I would like to, to help people think through uh, what pieces of VBS need to be delivered by whom? So a worship rally experience, typically, if you were in a traditional VBS model, that's going to be your VBS director, your pastor, it's going to be people on the stage doing skits, it's going to be your team uh, who's leading in music rotation, who are going to be part of doing the motions. And so that could involve those people still, because that's something that's uh, you're not going to expect the, the family to do that kind of experience at home. And so involving the same people that are, uh, that are building relational capital with kids at VBS that need to be on the stage and need to be uh, interacting with kids in that way, those are the same people you want to use in a virtual setting. So uh, I'll, I would encourage you to start simple. Don't try to overcomplicate it. But whatever platform your church has been using during this pandemic is the platform that I would encourage you to use for VBS in a virtual VBS context for a lot of reasons. One. The bugs have been worked out, <laughs> by and large. Your tech team is used to using it. Uh, your congregation is used to receiving it. And so they know where to go. They know how to access it. And so that can be uh, your, your best benefit there is to not try to do something different than what you've been doing already. Keep it the same. Um, then there are some other components that people might consider like Bible study. Maybe you are not confident in the ability of all families that you're trying to reach to be able to, uh, to tell a Bible story well, or to, um, to communicate the gospel effectively. And so you might decide to use a platform like zoom, uh, that would allow you to, uh, webcast, yourself or your leaders directly into homes. And there are some things you would want to do to, to protect yourself from that, uh, you know, utilizing some of the privacy settings that are built into those, uh, those technologies, like Zoom allows you to, to use a waiting room and only approve people to enter once you recognize who they are. And so you can use things like uh, our Kid Event Pro platform for online registration that allows you to make sure you know who to expect at your VBS, whether that's in person or whether it's virtual, and to make sure that you're protecting kids from all kinds of risks that are associated with giving people access to them, even in a virtual setting. Um, I would encourage churches to think through um, uh, how they're going to uh, protect their passwords to log in 
You're not just putting this Zoom thing out uh, on your web page for everybody to access, but that you would push, push it through uh, a private Facebook group or through a direct email or through a text alert to all those who have registered so that only that person who needs it gets access to that. So uh, there are you know, some challenges and some things to think through. They're certainly not insurmountable, but you do need to take online security just as serious as you would take a child's security and safety in a, in a physical, real-world space. Tell us about the, the media resources that I may have if I have purchased uh, the Worship Rally uh, packet, for, for instance. What am I looking for in terms of media, and what do I need to have in order to access that? Absolutely. Well, the great thing is if you have already purchased the worship rally pack, you have everything you need to do a virtual worship rally because you have not just the, the worship rally guide that has the skits and, uh, and all of that good stuff in there, the orders of worship to help you plan and think through what you're going to fill your time with. But you also have the CD set, which is a two CD set and the DVD set, which also has two discs. And so the CD, set has music on one and has all of uh, on the second one on the CD-ROM in that set has all of the PowerPoints, all of the graphic files that you would need to be able to create uh, your worship rally. It even has uh, RTF files for the skits that are included in the book. So if you want to have a skit take place during worship rally, you can easily email the scripts, right? You don't have to get the book and retype it, <laughs> but you can send it directly. You can also edit those files so that you can customize the skit and include characters that uh, typically show up in your VBS every year or that you can customize to your setting, your context, and your congregation and make that easy to share and prepare ahead of time. Uh, but it also has all those files that you would need to be able to pull into PowerPoint or to ProPresenter or whatever software, presentation software your church uses to have things show on the screen. All of that's right there. Then the second part of it, the DVD, has two discs. One has is a DVD that you would put in a DVD player and just play the videos straight from the disc. But it also has a DVD-ROM. That's disc two. And all of the video files that were on the first disc that only your DVD player can play, the second disc has all of those as video files that you can just drag right off the disc onto your desktop and from your desktop throw up onto, uh, you know, through ProPresenter or, or share as part of your live streamed worship rally. So you already have all those uh, right there at your disposal. You don't have to go download anything additional. However, we do have some churches that say, well, I don't have a disk drive that allows me to access those contents. So in that, exactly, yep. exactly. So in that setting, we also offer the worship rally pack digitally so that you can instead of buying the physical product with all of, with the book and the discs you can just go to lifeway.com and buy the entire pack as a digital download so the guide is a pdf and all of the resources come packaged all together so that you can pull from it and pick and choose what you need. So we've tried to make it very easy to access the files that you need in order to do this virtual worship rally. 
Well, and so one part of that that you mentioned is music, well, with the media in general, but also with music, we know that there are certain permissions and rights that have to be granted that are not typically a part of VBS. That's a little bit different this year, at least for LifeWay Resources. Tell us about that. That's right. We've uh, partnered with our friends at Lifeway Worship to allow churches uh, a free use of all of our VBS songs. That's preschool and children. You can use that as part of your virtual worship rally whether that's live streamed or pre-recorded and then later posted to one of your sites uh, that allows you uh, a gratis use of that. Now, this is a temporary permission. It's through this COVID-19 period, but uh, that will allow you to use the music. And there are only really two steps that you have to do in order to qualify for this. And one is to make sure your CCLI license is up to date and includes the streaming level of license. Uh, so there are multiple levels of that. And your church, if, you're, if the only thing that you've ever done is put lyrics on the screen, your church might just have a, have a basic license. Uh, if your church has been live streaming your worship for you know, a year or more, you probably have the streaming license already. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's okay, because somebody at your church does. It might somebody be your does. worship pastor, it might be your student minister, but somebody who, who controls that knows what level of access you have. And then if you need to upgrade that, that's based on church size. And so it could be a, a nominal fee to upgrade your license to the streaming license. And then the only other thing that we ask that you do is for you to include VBS songs that you use as part of your worship rally in your CCLI report, the next reporting cycle. So uh, making sure you have your license up to date and then reporting covers you. And if you have questions about that or if you need a direct link to CCLI to make sure your, your license is up to date or need more information about reporting, we have that available as part of the FAQ list that is at lifeway.com slash four ways. So it makes it very easy just to click and, and go ex uh, right to the website that you need for that information. Well, outstanding. That's, that is a really cool and generous thing that we've been able to do. I'm, I'm excited for the four churches. So much of VBS is music, the songs that get stuck in your head. And, and our songs are more than just entertainment, just nice songs. They're teaching content. And so the lyrics of the songs are so uh, just intricate. You know, they're, they're, they're intricately teaching content each day. And I love that they reinforce the the biblical truth and the things that are being taught. So having Thank access you. to that music is a huge, uh, a huge step in towards helping the church. Now, and you know, you know, Chuck, you can also make sure that every home has access to that music because the music is part of our Concrete and Cranes app, which is available uh, for Android devices as well as Apple devices. And so you can go to your your marketplace, your app store, to find the VBS app. And uh, then families can learn the songs, learn the motions, and enjoy that together, which is a really cool thing. Outstanding. So they can be listening to it before, during, and after your VBS to get to know those songs and to relive the, the fun of the songs that, that lives on after VBS is done. Well, so the technology is definitely a, an aspect of this, but there's certainly more to it. Even in um, uh, an at-home experience that does use media and technology, there's more to it than just watching a couple videos. Rhonda, what are some other components that bring um, a hands-on aspect to the at-home DBS experience? 
Well, I think the, the very words at home it, it are kind of the key to it. What elements do you want in the home for families to use to make them feel like they're having BBS? Uh, whether they were privileged to have some kind of virtual worship rather they joined together or a Zoom class that they met with their peers or, or just what comes to them, uh, what can be a part of that? And really the options are so endless that we could go for days talking about the different configurations. But the cool thing is just like with, with just a traditional VBS, every church, VBS director and the leadership that works with that VBS crafts and plans their church's VBS. So mine looks a little different from yours and then from Melita's and because all of our churches are different. So the at home thing will look just as different. But the beautiful thing is the people who know the kids and know the families are making the same decisions. So um, your team gets together and just puts on a different hat. We've had to rethink how we're delivering weekly content. So now we think, how do we deliver VBS content? And I think a VBS director and the people who serve in the main leadership roles of that are your best, utilize the teams that you already have. You know, um, even not just what goes into the home, but in preparing for it, you know, praying over it and publicizing it and, and all those kind of things. But as far as what can actually go into the home, um, there's just some basic questions that um, a VBS director and, and the team can ask themselves first. Um, one, I think, is do they want to craft something that will go individually to each child in a family? Or do they want to create like a family box that incorporates the various ages? Because one family might have a preschooler and a younger elementary, and one might have um, all preteens and one might have all of the above. <laughs> right. And so, but the, but like I said, the, the people on your team whose heart were, is geared towards each one of those categories can work together to craft, you know, what goes into it. Um, for me, uh, in the last few weeks, because we tend to, you know, fall on the low tech side of things, I felt like it, every child needed their own, opportunity to feel important. So each one got individualized packages, even if there were m multiple kids in the home. On the other hand, um, like I said, if, if they're already gathering as groups, then it might be more expedient for the church to put everything in one box and, and get it to that particular family. And so you determine, that's one question. Is it going to be per kid or is it going to be kind of per family? That will determine how you organize what goes in the box. And the second thing is how you plan to deliver it. Um, it could be a delivery uh, system where uh, we were calling them porch packs just for fun because not going in, but just delivering safely outside um, and uh, dropping and driving away and the kids can get them off the porch. Um, or That's kind of fun to get a package delivered. You know, that's as we've been uh, sequestered away. Anytime the UPS truck or the FedEx truck or the mail, mail person shows up, we're excited to see what's coming. So a delivery to the home is a fun thing for kids. I know. Even no matter how you go about opening that box, whether it's outside or inside or with all kinds of wipes and spray downs, <laughs> it's fun to get it. I know some churches even at Easter did some uh, options where they were packaged at church and families came and picked them up. So a pickup or a porch drop or even just the postal service. And that's pretty exciting too. Too, uh, to getting stuff. I've heard so many 
good feedbacks about kids that got just our packet in the mail. It was something with their name on it and they dumped it out and it had all the stuff that was inside to do their Bible studies with. So um, things that could go in there, once again, your craft people can think, oh, this is a craft that every child in all of the families we're ministering to can do. So we're going to create individual crafts in sandwich bags with all the elements in it and the instructions and drop those in the boxes. Uh, The music team may say, you know, I think we need to, uh, we want to drop the music for kids and music for preschool or CD in uh, with a list of um, games they could do to play as they're learning the, um, the words. Um, Rec, uh, there's some great uh, suggestions in the rec cards that can easily be reproduced to deliver to families um, from tabletop games to just very simple relays that don't require any kind of special equipment. So it's kind of fun just to say go to each of your teaching teams uh, in your VBS thing. You know, most of us in quarantine, we really like to have something we can sink our teeth into, um, that we can pour our energies and our hearts in. And um, I think it's exciting to turn each of those teams loose and let them meet virtually and come back to the VBS director and say, hey, I've got this great idea for these prepackaged snacks that we can put this prayer thought on and we can drop it in the box. And um, and so I really think the sky is, sky is the limit about um, what people can come up with, uh, which that also brings it to the decision. Are you going to deliver, you know, something once a day for five days, or are you going to deliver it one big box for the whole week? Or is this going to be like every Wednesday because you're doing five weeks, you know, you can split up your time with that just as much, you know, as uh, some of the other options we've talked about. So, you know, how you're going to package it per kid, per family, how you're going to deliver it um, from the mail to dropping off to being picked up, and then what's actually going to go in that box and letting your teams um, pour into it with their energies and their focus. And actually that ebook you mentioned, um, had a big chunk at the back is actually a set of starting points, like uh, your preschool Bible study team. Here's some starting points of things they might think about as they craft what goes in this at-home pack. Here's a, a set of suggestions for your kids' Bible study teams, what they might begin their thinking about as they decide what might go in that Bible study pack. You know, or can they lean heavily on the activity book and drop it in there and help parents who really may have very little uh, Bible background knowledge themselves Uh, make them feel empowered to lead their kids as they look at scripture and learn a memory verse and uh, practice the truth for the day. Um, So there, there are some starting points for all of your teams to come together and and create craft this at home package um, that becomes something families can do together. Great ideas. Listeners, we want to encourage you to check out that free ebook, lifeway.com slash four ways, where you can find more detail on how to pull this thing off. And uh, we want to encourage you to go there and get that ebook. Um, although it's written by our team here at Lifeway uh, for Lifeway VBS, it really applies no matter what VBS you are running, uh, th- these four ways so that you can uh, actually accomplish facilitating VBS no matter what your situation is this summer. It's important that we do VBS this summer. Let's close with just a couple words on that. Friends, how, why is it so important that we figure this out? Why, why should we not just punt 
and just skip it? Well, I think um, recently I was talking with Melita, and one of the things on my heart is um, how valuable time is, and we can't, just because it's inconvenient, pass up this summer. Um, kids are going to be a year older next year, and they're they're going to learn something this summer, regardless of whether we teach them about Jesus and the truth from His Word. Or if we don't fill it with that, they're going to fill it with something else. And I think we've got to recapture the time. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I my heart just breaks when I see someone say, you know, on Facebook, well, I think VBS is canceled this year. Um, we're going to, we're just going to drop back and punt on this year and wait for next year to come around. And Rhonda, you're exactly right. We can't afford to wait and lose a year with these kids. And, and quite honestly, I, you know, you and I, there's no way we could have suspected or even imagined in our wildest imagination what this summer would look like back, you know, two years when we were thinking about what concrete and cranes would be. Uh, but God was not caught off guard by this. And I truly believe that he gave us a message that is divinely appointed for such a time as this. Yes, uh, We have so many families whose lives have been turned upside down where they have lost jobs, uh, they've lost their sense of security. They're battling illness. Uh, they're, they feel hopeless. They feel trapped. There are just so many stressors and pressures that have come uh, to the surface during this time. And people are going to come out of this looking for hope and looking for security and trying to figure out what's really important in life. Mm. And we have a perfect opportunity through Concrete and Cranes to say, when everything else fails, Jesus's love is a foundation that never quits, that yes. never gives up, that never will fail for you. And when life storms get thrown at you, the only thing that is immovable and unshakable is Jesus Christ, our solid rock. And we have such a great word for families. And I, I just hope that churches will, will take advantage of the opportunity to be creative. You know, when we throw a theme out at you for the first time, you, you see the new theme each year, there are always people who go, well, I don't know how in the world we're going to decorate for this. And then it seems like two weeks later, they're like, oh, I got this. I, you know, <laughs> I got a thousand ideas because people are so creative. We are given that capability by our creator to be creative. And here's an opportunity where we get to say, it doesn't matter what you throw at us, Satan. <laughs> We're going to figure out a way to creatively and safely make sure the gospel is shared. And the word that God has appointed for this summer is communicated well and effectively. And so I, for one, can't wait to see what people are going to do. Because I think God is going to have used this time to prepare hearts for the word that he has for us this summer. And if it had to happen, isn't it nice that we've had several weeks to begin to learn how to do church at home, how to do ministry differently, uh, and that we don't have to start with VBS, but how fun might it be if we can close with VBS? At the, at the end of this whole crisis, VBS can be a highlight this summer 
for kids, even if that needs to happen in the home through a virtual or at-home experience. Guys, thank you so much for your for your words, and thank you for the work that you've put into writing that ebook, Malita. I know in particular you spent a lot of energy on drafting those words, but that this team has oh, come together. And Rhonda too. <laughs> I know it. This team has come together, and it has been a team effort to pull together this recommendation. So thank you both for your work to help the church. Listeners, I want to encourage you to look for Lifeway VBS on Facebook. That Facebook community is such an important place for you to connect and discuss and interact. Rhonda and Melita are there regularly these days where they're doing Facebook live gatherings uh, about these very topics of how to pull off VBS. So if you're not connected with the Lifeway VBS Facebook community, go there, look for it, find it, click it, like it, follow it, and look for these ladies uh, and, and lean in uh, with others who are who, like you, are trying to figure out not if they'll do VBS, but how they'll do it this summer. Thank you guys for being here. Listeners, thank you for listening. We'll see you back again next time for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. 